When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Pardon the interruption, but I'm J.A. Adande, and it's an honor to host this show with one of the biggest names in our business. I'm Tony Kornheiser. Uh, likewise, A.J., likewise. Here's what, like, that's a funny line, but what people need to know is that Adande and I go back, I don't know, 30, almost 40 30 years. years. Well, not quite 40, but you, I mean, 30, you were a, an intern at the Washington Post. That started yes, your I career was. as a sports writer. Interning, and Wilbon and I take great pride in that. Wilbon, especially because of the Northwestern. And you should connection. take great credit. You should take great credit oh, for the advice no. that you gave me. My advice is always stupid. Please. Welcome to PTI, boys and girls. Wilbon couldn't finish what he started this week, so I am thrilled to be joined by our great friend J.A. Adonde. <laughs> Big cheers. Big cheers. And we begin today with the stunning fourth quarter of last night's Game 1 of the NBA Finals. Boston was down 12 to Golden State entering that quarter, but hit their first seven threes, wound up winning the quarter 40-16 to and winning the game 120-108. to This was the Warriors' first home loss in the playoffs in 10 games. J.A., how do you make sense of what you watched and what does it mean going forward? Well, nothing would be more stunning, Tony. Did you stay up for the end of it? That would be stunning to me, even more stunning than the Celtics' comeback. <laughs> if you saw it live... But uh, the, the thing that doesn't make sense is that the Celtics took this game on the Warriors' court without a great performance from Jason Tatum. You know, and I, I thought that would have been the recipe for them was Tatum playing as great, matching some of the performances he's had early in this playoffs. He didn't, and yet the Celtics still won, basically going away. So I think that changes the dynamics of this series now, Tony. If they can win games without Tatum playing at a historic level, at an all-NBA level, then the Warriors got some things to figure out. So I would think that every other team in the NBA, after something like this, would be reeling and panicked. And Golden State is the one team I don't think will have that reaction. They are veterans. They are champions. If the Golden State players say it was just one game, don't worry about it, I I would tend to agree with them because of the body of work they have put together. But you're 100% right in this regard. You can't lose that game. You can't be up 12 in the fourth quarter at home and lose that game. You can't lose that game. You can't Curry get off to the start that he got off to, right? You had a great performance from Steph Curry, and the Celtics, like, absorbed it. On a 40-point performance by a defensive team in the last quarter, and as you say, Jason Tatum, Jason Tatum is 3 for 17 in the game. Can't lose that game. So, I, you know, I, I know that streaks end. The Carolina Hurricanes were unbeaten at home in hockey in the playoffs. The Rangers came in and pounded them. The difference is that that was a game seven. This is a game one. This is the least decisive of the games in a seven-game series. And remember, just last series, the Celtics lost game one of the conference finals on the virtue of a similar performance, a 39-13 outburst by the Heat in the third quarter. They obviously came back and won. And the, the, the Warriors have actually won time and time again playing from behind in the series. They tail, trailed 2-1 twice in the conference and, and in, the, uh, in the finals, their first championship year. They fell behind 3-1 to Oklahoma City, came back and won that series. So they have 
played from behind and they've been okay from it. They've won series virtually every way you can win a series. So there's a couple of trends that look good for Boston if they continue. Since 2015, when the Warriors won their first championship, Boston is the only team to be in plus territory against them head-to-head. They were at one point plus 73, and now they're plus 85. They're the only team that has beaten them head-to-head. They were 9-7, and seven, and now they're 10-7. and seven. Do I think that – I think the second game is a must for the Warriors. Do I think they can win it? Sure. But I'll tell you this. I don't want to have to go on this show – and apologize for what I said about the ESPN BPI. I don't want to have to revisit that. I don't. Here's a number for you, Tony. In the finals games without Durant during this run, the Steve Kerr, Draymond, Clay, Steph era, 8-11 and 11 in 19 finals games without Kevin Durant now after last night. Well, before last night's game, Tony, NBA Commissioner, Commissioner Adam Silver floated a potential change to the all-NBA selection process. After a second straight year in which Joel Embiid was pushed to the second team by Nikola Jokic, Silver suggested wiping out the position distinctions and simply having reporters vote for the best 15 players regardless of position. Tony, do you support the idea of making the all-NBA team positionless? I categorically do not support that idea. I especially don't support it if the impetus for it is to make something up to the yappy Joel Embiid, you know, who has (laughs) never won anything— um, you know, I, I understand that there is more fluidity to positions in basketball than in other sports. But I also think that positions are important in terms of strategy and in terms of matchups. You could end up in a situation where the first team was all five big guys and everybody would laugh at that because you got to have a guard bring up the ball or all five guards and everybody would laugh at that because you have to have a big man to get rebounds. Can you imagine if they did this in football? If they do this in football, your first team is eight quarterbacks, two wide receivers, and Aaron Donald. And if you do it in baseball, it could be eight shortstops and Shohei Yatani. I mean, Tony, I, positions I, are more strictly defined. They're more strictly defined in football. Tony. Yes. Like an offensive lineman, you yes. can't go out and, and catch a ball downfield You're by virtue of your position. In the NBA, it's a lot more fluid. My My adherence to position begins and ends with in baseball a third baseman should actually be in the vicinity of third base right he should be shifted all the way to the other side of the infield outside of that i'm fine with adam silver suggesting that let's reflect where the game is today let's reflect who the best five players in the game are regardless of position how about we take the voting say that the top five finishers in the mvp voting should be the five players that make up the first team all the nba regardless of position and then the yappy Joel so, Embiid would be on the first team, Tony, much to your chagrin. So I'm not Will Bond, okay? I don't vote. I don't obsess about my vote. I don't come on a show every week and tell you who's third in my vote for, you know, all second team. I don't do that. But I do think this is hard to do in this regard. It is hard to compare Trey Young and Giannis Antetokounmpo. It is hard to compare John Morant and Nikola Jokic. It's hard to compare Steph Curry and LeBron James. If you do away with positions, I don't know how you make that vote necessarily. It's not, it's not something that I think is good. It's not. Obviously, you like it better than I, We're right? asked to do it all the time in the MVP ranking, right? Regardless of position, who do you think is the most valuable? So the same should apply to I'm our I'm good team. with that. I'm good on, on a single shot of an MVP. I'm not, you know, and the other part of this that bothers me is this just about money. This is just about bonus money in your contract. Guy making forty million, he gets angry because he doesn't make another two million. So I'm, 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 I'm old. I'm old. I'm not for it. We move to baseball, 
And the news that the first manager to be fired this season is Joe Girardi, your Northwestern boy. The Phillies cut Girardi loose with the team at 22-29, and 29, having lost 12 of their last 17 games. The Phillies have the fourth highest payroll in baseball behind the Mets, the Dodgers, and Yankees. And all of them are in first place. So, J.A., how much blame does Girardi actually deserve for the Phillies' lackluster start? So this does hurt because not only he's a Northwestern alum, he's a Northwestern homecoming parade grand marshal like myself. So I, I'm feeling this one a little bit. But I can't say it's a complete surprise, even though it might not all be his doing. This team was built to hit home runs. They're not at the top of the league in, in home runs. Uh, they've had a lot of injuries. But I think the telltale stat is that they've, a third of their losses have been by one run. And you wonder if that's where managing comes into play. Maybe you can swing a run or save a run here and there. And that hasn't been his favorite. Tony, I think as a newspaper guy, you might actually be warmed by the fact that this felt like one of the last bastions. Philly is a city where the local media can make something like this happen. And the local media had turned on Girardi to the point that this firing felt inevitable. I agree with that. I agree with every single thing that you've said. He has been there. This is his third year. He's got the NL MVP in Bryce Harper. He's got what I think is a good everyday lineup, and he never made the playoffs. So sometimes it's a bad fit. As you say, a lot of this may be the general manager. The bullpen stinks. That's the general manager. Not getting the home runs you expected from people you signed. That's the general manager. Um, you know, having bad play out there, maybe the general manager. Shoddy but defense, if you right. lose close games, if you lose close games, at some point, that becomes the manager. The general manager, Dombrowski, Dave Dombrowski, was asked last week, last week, is Girardi's, game, uh, is Girardi's position in jeopardy? And he said, this is a direct quote, I don't ever get into evaluating managers during the season. Really? What just happened? Who fired the guy? Santa Claus? No, Dombrowski fired the guy. He fired the guy. And, Jay, I pay attention to this division because the Nats are in it. I think the Phillies should be better than this. I think the Phillies, the Mets, and the Braves are, are, are good teams. You can tell me they're bad players. I can tell you I don't think they're this bad. I don't. Are you concerned or are you heartened by the fact that another year of Bryce Harper's prime appears to be wasted and going by the wayside? You know, what, what he did in Washington was great. He left on his own. Nobody here wanted him to leave to a division rival. But after he left, the Nats won the World Series. Now they're not within 3,000 miles of the World Series, but they won it once. Let's take a break. Coming up, Tua defends his arm strength. What's the word for that? And how should the Edmonton Oilers feel about losing the first two games on the road? So you were both Grand Marshals of the Homecoming Parade? Yes, I had a great wave. It was cold, Tony, for my homecoming, but I toughed it out. With Did the you sit on a horse? Were you on a horse or were you on like a I car? I was on a car. Pardon the interruption is presented by Corona Extra. Find the fine life. Live la vida más fina. Part of happy hour. Vivid Seats wants to get you to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, and game-winning shot live and in person. And the best part? Each transaction is a step toward a free 11th ticket with Vivid Seats Rewards. Score unbeatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code PTI. That's code PTI. Visit vividseats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. 
Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. Welcome back to Pardon the Interruption, presented by Corona Extra, part of Happy Hour. Okay, if you're saying to yourself, wait, they played What's the Word yesterday, then I have a suggestion. Mind your own business. What's first? Tua's defense of his arm strength was blank. It was insane. I mean, I get this. I understand there's a spotlight on him because the Dolphins have loaded up on receivers and they got Tyree Kill and everybody wonders, can Tua get the ball to Tyree Kill? So yesterday while meeting the media in Miami, he says, I don't know if you guys recorded that last one to Tyreek, but that looked like money. Okay, I get that. He's saying I can complete this pass with my left arm to anybody. But then he called out, and I want to get the word correct, the Twitter warriors. You can't do that. You can't say, I understand you're out there on social media and you're crushing me, you know, so stick it. No, because more people will jump on that. And now every single time he short arms a pass, more people will say he shouldn't have the job. And the media in Miami will publish this stuff. It's a fight you can't win. It's insane. Not only is it insane, Tony, it's unnecessary. I mean, we're talking about practice. We're talking about social media footage of balls thrown in practice. It doesn't matter that much. All that matters is can he produce in games. I'd be more concerned with the fact that he had the third highest interception rate. So that's where it could come into play. But you know what? Now they have Tyreek Hill. If you give him the ball on a five-yard slant, he's liable to take it all the way to the end zone by himself. He's just that fast. So I'd just be worried about yak, yards after catch. Yak, Tony, that's actually the most important word in this. Yak. I agree with that. What the, the yak that Tua is doing is not important because he's bringing more <laughs> yak people with a against K, him. It's crazy. Not with a C. <laughs> yeah. What's next? Now down 2-0, the Edmonton Oilers are blank. They're teetering. Now, I, I under, it's, it's two games on the road. You can lose two games on the road. You can come back home and you can win the two games and everything is fine. But it's the way they lost those games. They were beaten short and they were beaten long. Last night, they lost to a backup goalie 4-0. They got no goals. The day they got six goals, they lost 8-6. So I would be concerned about that. It, it means to me that Game 3 is absolutely essential, that McDavid and Dreisaitl have to get a bunch of goals. And the truth of the matter is, is Colorado's a much better team. Colorado finished seven games and 15 points ahead of Edmonton during the regular season in, in conference. Edmonton's the number one seed. So I, I, I'm not saying they're done, but I'm saying they're teetering. They're Colorado, but Tony, they're, they're not teetering. They're, they're homecoming, which is most important, because 
uh, not the homecoming like Joe Girardi and myself as Grand Marshals waving to the crowd in the parade, <laughs> but they're getting back on their home ice, which this postseason, it seems like home ice has mattered more than it has in previous NHL playoffs. We saw Carolina up until Game 7 was unbeatable at home, and we've seen that the Oilers have won their last three games on home ice after getting off to a shaky start in the first round against the Kings. Uh, Connor McDavid said it in last night's game that once the Avalanche started scoring, they could feel the momentum. They scored three goals in the span of just over two minutes, and it was feeding on itself. They're not going to have that same effect on the road in Edmonton. Hope you're right. I'd like that to be a good series. And that's the final word. We take one last break, but still to come, Hideki Matsuyama gets disqualified. And Rafael Nadal makes it to the French Open men's final. Exactly. Have to exert and a lot not of in the way he thought he would make it. Not, no, not at all in the way <laughs> anybody epic thought five he center, would make it. Tony? <laughs> that was just, wow. He deserves a break. That was a wow. Oh. He deserved a break. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! Splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Pardon the interruption is presented by Corona Extra. Find the fine life. Live La Vida Maspina. Part of Happy Hour. Happy time, people. Happy 36th birthday, Rafael Nadal. Nadal is in the finals of the French Open as a result of Alexander Sverev retiring today because of an ankle injury tied in the second set after Nadal won the first. Nadal has won more majors than any man in history, 21. He racked up number 21 this past January at the Australian Open, which was made easier by the deportation of Novak Djokovic for obfuscating his COVID vaccination status. Like Roger Federer, Djokovic has won 20 majors. So Djokovic's absence in Australia and the fact that Nadal just beat him in the French Open adds fuel to their obvious rivalry. These legendary players of the last 15 or 20 years or so, Federer, Nadal, and Djokovic are all aging lions. Federer is 40, Djokovic is 35. Any matches between two of them are must-see. Nadal leads them and everyone else in most consecutive years ranked in the top 10 with 17 now. On a personal note, last summer Nadal played golf at Columbia Country Club where Wilbon and I play. It's no surprise everyone there liked them. The surprise was that Nadal plays golf righty. The question I have, Tony, is did he have his like right sleeve hiked up so he could see his bulging right bicep? Like when he plays tennis, you can see his left 
left bicep out there bulging. You know, from an American's perspective, I know he's Spanish, but from an American's pr perspective, he's been in the top 10 during the Bush administration, during the Obama administration, the Trump administration, and now the Biden administration. That's longevity, Holmes. That is good, Jeff. Happy anniversary, Kyler Murray. So happy Wilbon is not here today to declare that everything we say about Murray is junk. Around this day four years ago, Murray was drafted number nine overall by the Oakland A's in the baseball draft. Murray later signed with the A's for four and a half million dollars. But the A's agreed to let Murray play one more year of college football, and that has made all the difference. Murray won the Heisman at Oklahoma and subsequently became the number one overall pick in the football draft. He signed with the Cardinals and turned his back on baseball. Murray's been an outstanding quarterback, but every once in a while, if Murray appears to be disenchanted with his contract or posts a picture of himself in a baseball uniform on social media or threatens to miss OTAs, people ask wistfully, do you think you'll quit football and go back to baseball? How about it, Mr. Adande? Do you think so? No, if he wanted to play baseball, he would have been playing baseball this whole time. Bo Jackson was a baseball player first. People might forget that, but he would play the whole baseball season. He played baseball first as a pro, and then he would join the Raiders and finish out the football season. But he was baseball first. Kyler Murray is a football guy. And I, wonder, I want to know when in that time period, from the late 80s till the modern times, did baseball become the secondary or tertiary sport for athletes, particularly black athletes, because Kyler Murray is a baseball guy, and, and it's bad for the sport that people don't put baseball first more often. Happy trails, Hideki Matsuyama. Matsuyama is disqualified from the Memorial Tournament for using a non-conforming club. Matsuyama, who won the Memorial in 2014 and won the Masters last year, had a bunch of white lines painted on his three-wood, presumably to help with alignment. But there was so much of it on the club face that it rendered the club non-conforming. Now you can carry a non-conforming club in your bag, but you can't use it. The PGA saw pictures of the club posted on the internet, of course, and went out to look at it. Matsuyama was playing the second hole when the rules official arrived. Had he not already used the club, it would have been okay. But Matsuyama used it on the first hole, so he got DQ'd. Rules official Steve Rintoul called it, quote, unfortunate. I wonder why they're disqualifying somebody for using whiteout, which is apparently what he used. Like, what else are you going to use whiteout for these days? Like, when was the last time you used whiteout, liquid paper or anything of the like, like on a printed page? No, you just go through and fix it on a computer and reprint it. So I'm just concerned for the makers of whiteout. They need somebody to use their product. They need to have some use. So it shouldn't be a disqualifying act if you use whiteout on your golf club. Does it really help you out that much? I'm sure you could cover my entire club with whiteout, and it wouldn't make me a good golfer. Big finish quickly. The Athletic reports that Kenny Atkinson is a front-runner for the Hornets job. Is that a good fit? It should be. He needs to get back to a place where he can groom young talent, which is what he did successfully with the Nets. The Astros and Jordan Alvarez agreed to a six-year, $115 million contract extension. Significant? I think it is. I mean, maybe the Astros players are through running away from the cheating scandal. Maybe they won't leave. Justin Verlander came back. This is an extension. You wonder if it plays into Altuve and Bregman. Harini Logan spelled 22 words in 90 seconds to win the spelling bee. Are you impressed? I'm always impressed by these kids, but this is the first time they've had a shootout. Your favorite word, Tony, spelling shootout. Tony, game yeah. two, lighting at Rangers tonight. Who you got? Well, I'm a New Yorker. So I'd love to see the Rangers win. But Tampa Bay over the last three years in playoff games is 17-0 after a loss. So it's hard to pick against them. 
Last one, the Blue Jays have won eight straight. Will they get nine tonight against the Twins? Yeah, the Blue Jays are back. Their talent label, level almost dictated they'd be this good at some point this year. We're out of time. We'll try and do better the next time. I'm Tony Kornheiser. And I'm J.A. Adande. Have a great weekend. You can get the PTI podcast on the ESPN app or Apple Podcasts. And now, your Sports Center. It's probably the first time that we ever had somebody bemoan the fact that that whiteout wouldn't work anymore, that those people would go down the tubes. I'm so proud of you for bringing that up. <laughs> I had thought of what. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.